Welcome to New Week, New Music. Tonight we are going to be continuing on our theme of looking back on the year that was 2020. And tonight we are going to be doing some superlatives, uh, doing some uh, interesting categories to trigger some discussion about what we listen to. So we're going to be running through a few different categories tonight. We'll talk about the best surprise of the year, the worst surprise, the most fun album, most forgettable album, instant classic, and after that we will each be uh, designating our own superlatives that have not been uh, uh, made clear to the other members. So we'll kind of get to be creative there. Yeah, because I know I didn't tell you what my three were. Yeah, we haven't shared those yet, so that should be fun. Cool. Is this a is this the wrap up? Is this the last time we're going to talk about 2020 albums? Is it really? I think actually. I think I think, right, I think yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh man. So after this, we, we I mean we've got some other some other bonus content, and then it's forward and hopefully yeah, upward. In, yeah, into into the new year, which is about a week old at this point. But yeah. Hey. Yeah. So the best anyway, surprise. Yeah, the best surprise of the year. Uh, and for all these, I do want to ask you guys like, what was your criteria for it um and for this one my criteria was i mean pretty straightforward it's just which one ended up being higher than i would have originally guessed it pretty pretty straightforward yeah for, for me it was the one that i was uh most surprised to enjoy mm-hmm. i think yeah, i know for, exactly what yours is for me i uh <laughs> i kept it pretty open-ended i don't i don't know if i had any specific criteria i just something that jumped out at me that i would not have uh ever guessed would be the case Makes sense. For for me, the album I chose as Best Surprise is not one that I was necessarily surprised that I enjoyed it, because uh, I was familiar with some of his earlier work, and I really liked it. But I was very surprised to have an ambient album end up so high on my list. And I'm talking about the Soft Pink Truth with Shall We Go On Sinning So That Grace May Increase. Great and album. Um, yeah, like I was familiar with his work with uh, Matmo uh, under Matmos, which was one of my highest rated electronic records from 2019. But I just really wasn't expecting such like a pure ambient record to go as high as it ended up being. And so in that sense, I, I put it as my best as my best surprise because it, it's just such a good record. I really wasn't expecting to love it as much as I did. Yeah, it's a good pick. Yeah, and definitely you, was a, was a big, um, maybe not a huge surprise that was good, but it was it was definitely a welcome one. Where, uh, yeah, I mean to to be that um, in depth and and intriguing with an ambient album, I thought he did a fantastic job there. Eric, what did you do that I'm totally not expecting to have you say? <laughs> yeah, Pine Grove. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I like that album a lot, and I did not think I was going to. I mean, I was laughing my ass off at the concept of this thing when we brought it up the first like, time. We I thought remember it was a when joke. you said, like, it's a emo country record, and I was like, yo, what? <laughs> Speaking of that, there's I another mean, album out in 2021 that's labeled as Midwest Emo. Well, Midwest Emo is a pretty famous, okay. or a pretty well-known genre. Gotcha. Uh, but, like, country emo I was yeah. not expecting. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be a complete joke, and I ended up, I mean, it ended up really high on my list. So that Well, they did a good job with it because they, like, it's an album that had a sense of humor for sure, mm-hmm. and I think they embraced it in a way that, that wasn't, like, just a total meme. It was actually, you know, musically yeah, it, instra- interesting. It wasn't a and, joke. Yeah. Like, right, it wasn't I just a joke. I thought it was going to be was... a joke, and it wasn't. Right. Yeah, and it was, 
Well, for you, pretty good. I there's some really good moments on that record. Overall, I still wasn't a huge fan of it, but I'm not a huge fan of emo in general. So it wasn't a surprise to me, but I'm not surprised at all to see it for you. We got Ben. So I don't know if I cheated here, but um, I actually went a lot more general with this question. I didn't choose a specific album um, for best surprise. I just said the fact that two two hour long albums made it into my top five for the year was a huge surprise for me. Yeah. And a good and, surprise, uh, I would and say. And a great surprise because, yeah, I mean, it's before this, I never had like much experience with albums that were that long. Um, I've since listened to a couple Swans albums that are obviously um, really long and I love them. But yeah, I mean, we've got Wanderers, Astrology, The Nine, and uh, Eons by Neptunian Maximalism. Both Technically that speaking, are, I know it's not quite. Wanderers is not quite. A, a oh, I know hours, it's not quite, but, but I'm, I'm rounding. It's, yeah. it's five minutes shy. I think that. That yeah. qualifies as a two-hour album. <laughs> no, I, I definitely get. And yeah, you could drive to Phoenix and uh, and uh, and get there before the before album the ended. Album so I mean, that's. And I think to me, at least with uh, with Wanders, I've said this before, but like Wanders doesn't feel anywhere near two hours. Like no, it doesn't. It really doesn't. And Tony no, Maximalism, I will so I will say, feels every minute of its two hours and ten minute runtime. That but. one could probably feel anywhere between an hour and like five hours, depending on like what kind of a mood you're in or how hungry you are. You know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, next up, worst surprise for me, it's just the biggest disappointment of the year. Uh, the album that I had highest expectations for going in and just they just all completely fell. Flat. I feel like I know where this is going to. Um, there's like three that I mentioned very much go into this category um two of them i i ended up not the reason i didn't pick the two of those and went with the third is because on two of them i probably should have expected it to be not as good either because like they had been out for a long time or it had been a long time since they had done an uh, other record uh but the reason i went with this album is because they're still pretty new in their career they're still quite they have a pretty young career and this album was just so much worse than their previous records. And I'm talking about Algiers with oh, There Is Algiers, No Years. Yeah. Yep. I I wanted that record to be good so badly, and it's just not. It's just bland and boring. Yeah, I remember you you would hype them up quite a bit, and like when I listened to them, I was like, is there something I'm missing, or is just is this just not that good? I mean, it wasn't like bad, but it's there was nothing that was impressive on that album, and it it fell pretty flat for me too. Their first two records are so good, and then they just take such a huge step back with this one. Yeah, it's too bad. What what was your worst surprise, and what how do you categorize worst surprise? So you know, worst surprise is kind of hard for me because I don't feel like I really had a moment like you did where there was an artist that I was really hyped for and they just straight up let me down like you know there's some artists that I was hyped for like you know I like some of Danzig stuff I like some Ozzy stuff but I knew those albums weren't going to be any good going in so they don't really qualify as a surprise to me so I, I ended up going with an album that came out of nowhere that I was like like I hadn't heard of it and then when I did the research on it before listening, I was like, oh, yeah, this could this has a chance to be good. And then it just straight up wasn't. And then that is Dune Rats. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, a, a 15 minute punk rock band from Australia. I mean, that 15 minute punk rock album 
sounds like a really good, you know, the concept was there. And then you start looking at the track list and you're like, I don't know about this. And then you listen to it and it's just like, this is heinous. And so yeah, that one was shockingly yeah. bad. It, it surprised me by how bad it was. Yeah, it, yeah. It, shockingly it's, bad is a good It really for. is. Like, like <laughs> it's you one of those things. You have a winning like, yeah. setup and you just. Right. And you just totally fail on every count. Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm kind of in your camp, Eric, where for the most part, there weren't really any albums that drastically uh, broke through the bottom of the barrel, except for maybe Dune Rats. If anything, there were more the other case where something exceeded my expectations. So for me, I just tried to choose, you know, some sort of moment or thing that jumped out at me that was like, whoa, I cannot believe that that happened. And for me, that was the song News Today by the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the singular moment where I was like, I just like shook my head and like, Whoa. They didn't. They did not do this. <laughs> Whoa. What the fuck, man? Yeah, that was. Oh, truly. I, the only reason I would I disagree with you saying that is because everything else prior to that point was just so shitty. It was, like, but then like that took it to a new level. Like it, the they, song was just as bad, but it was like different because it sounded different than the other songs, and like obviously the content was was different. And I was just like, this is the last song i would ever expect or want to hear <laughs> that was that song is the worst thing that happened as a result of coronavirus <laughs> worse than three hundred thousand plus people dying worse oh. than being stuck inside all year will that i am is the pinnacle is a of bad crime against humanity <laughs> oh. I, so for most fun um i don't really have any specific criteria for this i just went with the name what album I have the most fun with and this might be the least surprising answer I have all yeah. evening I have repeated this album as the most fun I've had all year over and over again throughout the You've year been building up for this one yep and I'm of course talking about Dua Lipa's future nostalgia god damn what a fun surprising record. no one um yeah yeah like I said this is the least surprising thing all night and maybe yeah probably I would say um God, I, it's impossible for me to listen to this without a big smile on my face. Uh, me and Michelle, we every time we get drunk, we put this on and we start dancing to it. It's just, it's so much fun, and I, I love it so much. It's a, yeah, it is. A, if nothing else, it's a very, very fun and vibrant album. It's, it really it's is. just a total bop from start to finish. Yeah, that's a great pick. I, I actually did consider that one. I briefly considered it, but briefly, I yeah, on. I didn't like it as much as you did, but but yeah, it's a good pick. Because like I said, you guys are just too far gone into the uh, douchey music reviewer shtick <laughs> that you can't just have fun anymore. You're just now realizing that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so for my most fun album, I went with something significantly shorter. Um, oh. <laughs> I was expecting Ben to say this one. <laughs> and so I ended up uh, selecting Gulch, Impenetrable Cerebral Fortress. It just rages. I thought you were going to say, uh, I, I, I didn't know if you're going to say that or Denzel Curry. I, Denzel Curry was my runner up. I had them both yeah. written down and decided like just now. But <laughs> yeah. you God, know, Gulch Rage is so fucking hard. Gulch is just fun. Like you want to like go out and like jump in a mosh pit for 10 minutes and then they're out of music. So you go home. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's not even long enough to get seriously injured and stop having a good time. Yeah, <laughs> that all makes me want to like climb a Circle K roof and then like <laughs> jump off of it like ten times in a row. 
Oh, if you're a metalhead, it's fun. Yeah, I, it reminds me of it's like a, a meme. I think it's Travis Scott at a concert and he's like holding his mic stand oh, yeah. like this and it's like fire in the background and people like and it's like a news story and someone like photoshops like breaking news man literally too angry to die <laughs> and like that's what that album reminds me of it is too angry to die oh that's a good pick so for my most fun album um i ended up going with one yeah, I mean, basically one that I wanted to listen to again and and uh, made me, you know, really feel uh, what it's like to be alive. This album makes me want to run up and steal a baby from a stroller and put it in another stroller. <laughs> and I'm talking about Impenetrable Cerebral Fortress by Gulch. Yeah. <laughs> Well, God, ben, if you ever album. get into politics, your career ended right there. So. <laughs> oh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll kiss the babies as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, it yeah, doesn't I surprise mean, me. I consider this it's one It's so too. fun. It's, it's so it really fun. Blast. I've listened to this album so many times, and I still haven't gotten tired of it. I mean, just the opening note. When the singer it, first comes in, the first song just... <laughs> <laughs> that might like that's and the I best start to an album. That's the best start to an album I've heard in a long, long time. I mean, it's. I really man. don't know what it was like when the first time I listened to it. I was like, ah, whatever. I really just think I wasn't just paying enough attention yeah. to it. I mean, I liked it from the very first thing, and man, I'm really it's glad so I gave that another listen because yeah, it's it's a it's a blast. <laughs> it's so stupid, but God, I love it. <laughs> oh, now, uh, we get to the category that I was actually most excited for because. I have absolutely no idea what you guys are going to pick because, I mean, for most forgettable, I assume it's going to be one we just haven't talked about ever since we reviewed it. This will be the second time it's mentioned on this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> ideally. <Yeah. laughs> um, and for me, I picked an album that I all had uh, kind of considered for my worst surprise, but I'm putting it here. I'm putting the Alicia Keys record. Alicia. Yeah, on that's a great I pick. Yeah, I don't. I think I've listened to it twice now, and I don't remember a single thing about it. Nobody yeah. will ever like want to have any reason to talk about that album after today. Yeah, no. It didn't do anything interesting. It didn't do anything groundbreaking. It's not particularly well performed by Alicia Keys standards. It's not particularly well produced. It's just it just exists, and it came out, and I listened to it, and I don't really remember why. Yep. That's a that's a great pick. Yeah. So for my my most forgettable, I uh, I started going through the list like what didn't I see, and, and I thought you know what, I think maybe I'll go with Tiesto because you know it's gonna get lost in his huge catalog. That's very forgettable. And then I thought oh you know what no, maybe I'll go with Cavello Talk because they were like cool metal at the beginning of the year, but then we had so much good metal this year that this became kind of forgettable. And then I kept scrolling. I went, holy shit, Alicia Keys released an album this year? How did I forget about that? <laughs> so what, album, so what album did you pick, Eric? I picked Alicia Keys. <laughs> Alicia. I mean, how does a name that big release an album and I don't realize it until to I've thought exactly of like exactly zero fanfare. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. What the hell? Which is also funny, too, because she has a ton of, of a fan base still. Like, the Spotify count was very high. It was, like, tens of millions. Yeah. And yeah. yet, and there's nobody no is talking about, about this it. thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I've never seen a pop record by such a famous act just have no one care about it. 
and not even like dislike it or it's bad. It's just like, no, but it's it like it didn't like happen. Bad. It just, yeah, yeah, it's, it's so forgettable. Yeah. All right. So Ben, did, did we get the trifecta? Unfortunately we did not. Although <laughs> it is, it is a really good pick. Um, for most forgettable for me, um, I chose an album by an artist who has been very famous in the past, still is, you know, by most counts, pretty darn famous. Um, but just, just produced an album that has zero redeeming value, nothing to make you come back to it either for, for good or worse. And I chose little Wayne with uh, funeral. Um, and granted, like, yeah, maybe it's not the most forgettable. Cause we have talked about it a few times. Like there's definitely some really funny lines in it. I mean, but, we've just said mahogany. Yeah. We basically just <laughs> mahogany we've is, just is memorable mahogany. <laughs> to, to be fair. It's but, an interesting uh, I chose point it though. Yeah. Like it's, it's this huge name. It's this huge act. And he made an album that is just monotonous boring repetitive offers absolutely nothing from a performative or artistic standpoint um i'm sure a couple of years from now nobody's going to be coming back to this or talking about it i mean those were yeah, like at, 2020 meme lines not all-time yeah, meme lines. exactly yeah at least like with like uh the baby people people will remember the baby like i hey, remember when the baby was popular like yeah because like it's not even <laughs> right. we're not even in the time when like i would consider lil wayne to be you know popular like he right no not he, anymore that was you know that was 10 years we ago. in high school yeah exactly but i i would agree with you if it wasn't for the fact that we say mahogany every four episodes <laughs> yeah but, but i think the interesting point there is out you know for an album that's an hour and 45 minutes long if i remember right or something it's, it's like an hour 15 it's not okay. quite that it felt bad. that long but yeah but it was for, it was for, an, for a well over an hour if the only thing we remember is like two mimi lines that is very forgettable there's some fucking hilarious lines. No, there's some funny lines oh, for sure. I mean, it's Wayne. I mean, yeah. if you go back to our review of it, it's literally us just saying lines for like. Yeah, we just recited minutes. like the whole album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So, for another one that I was really, really excited for, although for this one I did have some level of an idea of what you guys are going to pick, um, we are doing instant classic. Um, so this one, at least uh, my interpretation of that is um, what album will be remembered? I don't necessarily want to say for the longest, but like as one of the most standout records of this year. And uh, for me, uh, the reason I went with this album is kind of in conjunction with the artist, with it being his posthumous record. Um, I think that's really going to aid to its, uh, to it, just to its, uh, to how it ages. I think longevity. it's really going to help it. Yeah. yeah, to aid in its longevity. Thank you, Ben. Uh, and I'm talking about uh, Circles by Mac Miller. Um, in addition, like, in, a, in addition to it being an incredible record, um, just the whole aura of the record, of it being yeah. Mac's posthumous record. And honestly, just, how oddly fitting it was for the year 2020. Yeah, like, totally. That's even though pick. like Max not even around for it, like I really do think it's going to be looked at a long time from now as like a great posthumous record, like kind of like uh like Black Star for like a different generation. Yeah, that's a fantastic pick. I totally agree. Didn't end up being my pick though. Um Well, you don't totally agree then, do you? No. So I, uh, I went slightly different direction on this one, and uh, I, I, I got a little predictive. 
Okay. You know, it, it's very hard to pick. Like this album's gonna be a classic, like in its time. But the mm -hmm. the one that I went with is, I uh, I actually ended up picking uh, Unlocked for my instant oh, okay. classic. And and kind of the reason for that is I don't necessarily even think it's the, I, I mean, I obviously don't think it's the best album this year. I, I thought very highly of it, but I think it has that, you know, I, I guess I'm gambling on an artist and a producer, but just kind of looking at the production style in this album and some of the other artists that like, for example, Kenny Beats is working with right now, some of the stuff that Denzel Curry has done. I think there's a good chance that in the future, this might be looked back on as like, oh yeah, this is what the sound of that time period in hip hop was. I mean, very hard to say right now, but I think if, if anything we listen to this year has a really good chance of being looked back as defining for the time period, I think this is it. Yeah, yeah another, I, another another really good pick. Yeah, it's yeah, again, it's, it's hard to say, pick. but but yeah, I mean, I could definitely see people looking to this uh, for influence and and inspiration. It's, it's a kind of a weird album that sounds like like a throwback, but also super modern and also super forward thinking all at the same time. So I I do think it has a pretty strong chance of being looked at as kind of like a staple of this era, like you said. So I think it's a great pick. We got there. Yeah, absolutely. So for my instant classic, um, I did strongly consider uh, Mac Miller's album, um, basically for all the reasons that that yeah. Brandon uh, expounded upon. Um, yeah, I think it'll definitely be remembered. Um, but it ended up getting uh, beaten out by Against All Logic, um, mm -hmm. twenty seventeen to twenty nineteen, and the the reason um, I chose this is because I think for one, it's really really well made, really well produced. Um, super creative, but also has a lot of recognizable elements, um, you know, with, with samples, uh, from, from popular acts with, uh, basically taking familiar styles, but just making them more interesting. Um, and just being able to be, you know, experienced in a lot of different ways, whether it's background listening or in the club or, or just, you know, getting really deep into it. Um, it just has so much staying value, I think. And the only reason it beat Mac Miller was because I feel like the Mac Miller album being as gloomy as it is, you kind of have to be in the mood for it and you have to want to seek it out again. It's like, yeah, everyone will remember it, but who's going to go back and seek it out intentionally. There's a little bit of a barrier there. I feel like against all logic, you could put this on 20 years from now and it would still bang. That's a great point. I mean, that, that's also kind of why I didn't pick Mac because I'm like, this will certainly be remembered and looked upon fondly, but I don't know if it'll feel like, it won't be a Zeppelin four kind of classic. It's a, it's got a different vibe to me. Right. right. Whereas yeah, I think against all logic very much does fit in that kind of, it, it could be an IDM classic. If I ever am living and I think that album doesn't bang, I'm going to be very like, that's just going to be a sad, like realization for me. It's like, I'm officially old. Yeah. That, <laughs> yeah. Or, or it'll be a good thing. Cause if, even better stuff comes out that makes it look bad by comparison. Then we're in, then it doesn't we're in even like qualify as a banger. Now we're in, 2080. <laughs> now we're in a GDM genius <laughs> dance music. Uh, it just keeps going. <laughs> the, the galaxy brain meme will, will come back to me. Every album cover is just a galaxy brain meme. <laughs> uh, the first one, so IDM, that, um, then that, GDM, then JDM for genius. Then we got, SGDM super I, how many I don't know how many brains how far, are in that how meme. deep can we how go? deep can we go with the with the intelligence 
but uh, but that does wrap up all of our shared uh, superlatives. Um, but uh, so that gets us to my my three personal ones, and um, I did want to keep mine serious to some degree, um, but I did have one bit of a joke one, which is yeah, an exercise of how much can we kill a stupid joke. And I, my superlative is the best use of musical train in the entire written <laughs> history of mankind. <laughs> and I'm going with Pat Matheny with From This Place. Golf class, everyone. It's a jazz I, you album, know what the so worst part is? Clap. I strongly considered making that a superlative of mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. Like said, it's just an exercise in just killing a joke at this point. <laughs> but... Yeah, choo choo, um, motherfucker. <laughs> like, in all seriousness, though, it is a great song. America uh, Undefined, right? Yes. Yes. It, it, it's a great song. And honestly, the first, you know, four or five tracks or so of that record are pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, it does really, really tail off after that. Um, yeah, it's it was such a memorable moment from the year that I, I had to honor it in this episode that's a great pick i yeah. yeah like i said i i was i was this close to, to to using that myself so uh so my second one is uh the uh my the superlative i am dubbing the critics award and what i mean by that is album that i think has the largest difference between critically analyzing the record and casually listening to the record Oh, that's an interesting concept. That's a good one. I like it. And I had a few for this one, a uh, few ideas for this one. Uh, but the album I ended up going with was Descendants of Cain by Ka. Mm. And the reason I went with that one is because I just can't even imagine casually listening to Ka. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, he doesn't really work that way. Yeah. That's a good pick. Because I, on my second listen, I got a lot more out of it than I did originally. I was like, oh, I, I, there were some things that I totally missed, and I, I got to give them credit for, even though it didn't go super high for me. Yeah, it's it's just an, an album that you, you have to pay so much attention to what he's saying, and you also have to really understand all the things that he's referencing to really fully get the record um, and that, that is certainly something I struggle with. Like I'm, I'm not religious, so I really do struggle understanding all the religious themes on the album, but, uh, cause rapping is just so good. And I, I love his style of rapping. I love his style of music. Uh, and I really did want to honor that album one more time, uh, even if I did give it a bit of a pretentious award, but, um, <laughs> I, I really just, it, it's, it's an album that really requires a critical focus to really enjoy. But if you are able to give it that critical focus, I think it is a really, really unique and incredible listen. Nice. And that does bring me to my my final award, which um, I've said throughout the entire year that the the biggest thing I look for in music is creativity and, you know, making a new sound. So my I, f I figured my final superlative would have to be something reflecting that. So I did, this one is the award for the newest and freshest sound that I heard in, in 2020. And I'm talking about Neptunian Maximalism Eons, just because what the fuck was that <laughs> album? Whose idea was that? Who concocted such a horrific masterpiece? 
I will never know. Um, but as Eric said on the episode, like how I can't imagine how fucking erect Brandon is hearing something completely <laughs> new. But like honestly, when I heard that, I was just yeah, like I was just like, yo, what the actual fuck is this? I never ever heard anything like it before yeah that yeah, was such a I mean, great surprise for all of us and I, and I had seen it on the charts but i was hesitant to even check it out because it just seemed i don't know i don't know why i was but i'm i'm glad you made us listen to it because uh, if we hadn't done that we would have been missing out big I mean, time there's no way i could turn down free jazz and drone metal <laughs> <laughs> oh all right eric what did you have for yours so you know we were talking about what what do we think is going to be the instant classic and so Kind of a counterpoint to that, I went with the cult classic. Mm. Oh. And so this is one that I think will be very popular with a small kind of cult group of people. And, and I'm going to throw it all the way back to the beginning and go with Poppy on this one. Oh, okay. I can see that. I think that yeah. record's going to have some serious staying power in certain circles. For the people that go to Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I wanted to... Yeah, it's, you know, I think that will be very enjoyable to certain people even years from now it's such a bizarre sound it is record. weird it's so weird yeah it, um, it, it, it and it just gives you whiplash as quickly as it just goes from one extreme to the other yeah it really does yeah i'll be curious to see if any of us end up uh revisiting that one several years down the road i don't know if i will i think there's a decent chance i will but uh I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if we still remember it down the road. I feel like it'll come up on my Spotify and I'll be like, hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the first that. episode we did. Oh. <laughs> For that reason alone, I think it'll have some staying power with us. Even if we're the cult, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just us three. <laughs> I'm not in a cult. This isn't a cult. You're in a cult, you cult. You guys with the I cult? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my, next, uh, my next superlative is the Ambassadors Award. And so this is the one that I think is the the best like entrance into a genre this year as in which which one is you know reaching out across the aisle to bring new listeners into the genre and I, I, maybe it won't surprise you based on our review of this one but I had to give this to Sturgill Simpson Sturgill Simpson yep I knew you were going to say it I mean this this is I just had to bring it up one more time the fact that we were all like you know we are begrudgingly giving one more chance to this genre and it it so wholeheartedly was like, yes, come in and enjoy. And so I, I got, I had to, had to give some credit there. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, like we were kind of, I kind of begrudgingly like, yes, let's give country one more shot. And, you know, it had a track that ended up on my best songs of the year. Like, yeah, I, that was another one that I considered for biggest or best surprise. Yeah. So. Yeah. If I had to pick an album for it, it would. It certainly, I think, probably would end up being that one. Yeah. It's a. Uh, that's a great uh, choice of an award, and definitely a very important part to mention of our musical journey this year. It's also one I considered for my favorite album art of the year. Just I just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was good. The lawnmower. You know it. Yeah. Just him, just with the beer on the riding lawnmower. Have you seen like the cover on his new album? Oh, it's like it's a few weeks old at this point, but it's like the I same thing, so. but he's in space. yeah so what's what was your last one so for my last one i did i did decide to go with a two-parter oh and so this is the most likely to have sex in the blank award (laughs) and for (laughs) the most likely to have sex in the studio the weekend Uh, how did i know you were gonna say that (laughs) who was the most likely to 
not get caught. The weekend. Oh, Nobody walks the weekend in on that. Didn't so sly. He didn't, he didn't get, get caught. caught. No, no, no one walked in. in. <laughs> and then for the most likely to have sex Fucking in right. the blank award part two, we're going to go with the most likely to have sex in a dumpster. And that's Thundercat. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as you said most likely to have sex, I was like, Thundercat better be one of these. <laughs> Conver- and interestingly enough, I think both of their albums belong in the flip-flop spots. The weekend had sex in the studio, but his album belongs in a dumpster. Oh, okay. Oh, I was like, what yes. the fuck are you even coming for? Right? Yes, I, I didn't know what you were... <laughs> yes, that, that makes sense. Thundercat had sex in the dumpster and belongs in the it studio. It belongs in the studio. Making it sound better than that album does. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, Ben, what, what were we yours? Got, ben. Yeah. All right, so um, for my uh, my first superlative, I have the the best uh, case for Pluto to be reconsidered as a planet. <laughs> and Neptunian maximalism, right? Uh, <laughs> I guess right. <laughs> uh, and that is, of course, Green Day. Um, yeah, Spectral Lore, Mary Cognitum with uh, the two-part Pluto song, um, which we think we all agreed was the best... Uh, Best part of the whole album uh, is the finale there. Man, what a what an incredible um, epic journey. Um, and yeah. Um, yeah, like, uh, honestly, it's not even like a listening experience or anything. Like, yeah, it's just a straight up journey. It's a great yeah. record. There's so it, yeah. few records I can ever describe in that way. Yeah, and great especially pick. that part of it. Yeah. Um, for my second superlative, I have the best use of a non-purchased uh, stock photo image. And that goes to uh, Mr. Against All Logic uh, with, the, uh, with the Alamy watermark uh, with the with the uh, man and the fatigues. And it really the, uh, does the just kind of like push it over the edge of, to just hilarity. The perfect. Yeah, that was what did it for sure. <laughs> I've never seen that uh, on an album before. And uh, yeah, that, that gave me a good chuckle for the whole year. And for my number one superlative, um, uh, this was a moment that kind of jumped out at me. And I, I know, uh, actually, I probably should have included it for best surprise, but or worst surprise or whatever. But anyway, um, I think it deserves its own complete uh, separate superlative. And that was the most shockingly bad lyric of the year. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys know what it'll be, but... I No, I really don't. Okay, Um so I'm going with a man who is um, has to be senile at this point. <laughs> and he wrote the verse, I'm just like Anne Frank or Indiana Jones or those British bad boys, the Rolling Stones. I'm talking about Mr. Bobby Zimmerman, who shouldn't have done that. <laughs> How does that record get in good reviews? I don't know. If any, it blows my mind. Like the it's, only reason that album's getting any respect is because it was Bob Dylan. That album, yeah, is just it's up not ass. good. And, and the, the worst part is that he's renowned mainly as a lyricist, and he's just like trying to counterpoint that throughout this whole album, and especially with that line. Like that's that my like that lyric is is worse than some of the stuff on News Today by the Black Eyed Peas. Like it's it's shockingly atrocious. Can I give a? Can I give? Bob Dylan, my my version of that superlative. Yes, you may. Which would be the uh, most liked by people that don't understand lyricism is involved in rap music. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's when I heard that, I was just like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> he There's wrote just that? no defending that album. Like, no. It just exposes the just junk writing. Like, this sounds good. 
Yeah. And you know what? The other part too is I love Bob Dylan. Like some of his early stuff, I genuinely love. Like a few of his um, early albums, I, th I think are incredible. Um, I've never personally viewed him from the lyric standpoint because I, I think they always sounded like nonsense to me. But I think as a musician and as a songwriter, like he's, yeah, he's great, but uh, he's not on, on peak form at age 93 no. or whatever he is. Mentally, he's at least like 100. He's, yeah. See, Ben, this is perfect, though, because that means we're ending 2020 on motherfucking Bobby D. Bobby, <laughs> Bobby D. Actually, that's not entirely true. Because I do have one bonus supportive. Uh, Ooh, and is that just because I, I wanted to talk or mention this album so badly on this podcast, and oh, yeah. it's probably really the only chance I'm going to get. Uh, this is the superlative for best album we didn't actually review. Yeah, um, that's it's a good, yeah, fair and thing. And you to guys bring know up. exactly what album yeah, I'm talking about because I've been course. fucking raving in the chat about it. Yes, you have. <laughs> um, so this album came out towards the end of the year, like mid-December, I believe, and I didn't even hear about it until the year was over, and we had already listened to all the albums. And Ben just put in the chat, like, hey, uh, More Mother and Billy Woods did a record together. And I'm just like, yo, like, it didn't even register for me. I was like, wait, Billy right. Woods? I know that. Who the fuck's that? <laughs> I was like, oh, Billy Woods did uh, History Will Not Absolve Me, which I think I've mentioned yeah, on this Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I listened to it because you told me about which, it. Uh, yes. One of my favorite rap records of the previous decade. Um, So I was like, I need to fucking check this shit out. Um, And so I listened to it, and then I listened to it again, and again, and again. <laughs> I've probably listened to that album, like, probably at least six times wow. uh, in yeah. the past like two weeks. Um, if I were to rank it now, it'd probably be at least number two on my list. Like, I'd I'm so bummed that we, that we didn't notice it in time. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I did actually listen to it the other day and uh, it's really good. I, I don't think I'm quite as enthusiastic about it as you are, but I think uh, it would. I'm actually surprised probably... to hear you even like it at all because I really oh, well, wasn't. Yeah. It's, Cause it's, it's such, quite good. You like, yeah. You haven't really liked minimal, minimalistic hip hop too much this mm. year, and this very much. Well, is I love I love this one. I, I thought it was really good. I, I'll have to listen to it more, but um, yeah, it impressed me too, and it, I think it had a very good chance. Of, um, it would have probably been in my top ten or at least near it. So yeah, like the, like honestly, it's the best rap record I've heard since "To Pimp a Butterfly." That's those are wow, my feelings wow. about it right now. Damn. You know, if you want to do a bonus episode on that album, I'm totally down. Maybe, maybe sometime next year we'll find yeah. a time for it. But Might have to squeeze it in. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, that, that about wraps it up and completely wraps up 2020. Yeah, so moving forward, it's just officially a, you know, our say usual bonus content to in that godforsaken year. <laughs> yeah, um, so we're not quite into 2021 yet, however. Um, next week we will, be coming, we will be coming at you with a classics episode. And these albums aren't necessarily like classic albums. This is just old albums that more or less we want to talk about. Although I do think all three of these could probably be considered classics in their respective genres. Yeah. Um, so for this, we each picked a, a record that we want to talk about. That's really about it. And uh, the three that we picked, actually, we'll have each one of us pick, uh, talk about uh, the album that we picked. And the album I picked will undoubtedly be somewhat controversial because it is 
well, one of the most controversial albums in the history of a genre that has had quite a few controversial albums. We'll <laughs> um, I am talking about uh, Mayhem with their first record, De Mysterious, Dom Sathanas. And the reason I went with this one is because it is um, ignoring the context of the record. <laughs> That's one way of saying it. Um, it is one of the most important metal records of all time. And with all of the amazing experimental black metal or well, experimental metal uh, that we've heard this year, I mean, this, this is kind of the album that started that. Like this... The impact this album has on metal is almost as big as the album Black Sabbath has on metal. Like it, it it's huge and will also give us a chance to kind of discuss separating the art from the artist somewhat, which is a topic we've played around with and I've we've mentioned, but we haven't delved into to it discuss I, yeah, in greater detail. Definitely an interesting philosophical discussion on that. Yeah. So that that's that's the album I picked and that's why I picked it. You know, we talked about electronic music a little, a lot this year, and uh, you guys were not quite as, uh, not quite as into electronic music as a whole as I am, I would say. And so yeah, I wanted to bring some, totally some history of the genre in to this group, and so I, I went with Tangerine Dreams Phydra, which is I'm a, actually uh, really stoked for that. It's a a pretty monumental album in early electronic music from the seventies, all, uh, you know, sequence synthesizer work. And, uh, I mean, yeah, they're obviously hugely influential to, you know, people like Aphex twin and the modern guys that are killing it in the genre. So I thought it'd be a good way to get back to the roots of electronic. Yeah. I'm really stoked for that. It's, uh, I, I like some electronic band, but I would love to see kind of, uh, how it all got started and especially go back all the way to the seventies. Um, you know, you wouldn't think of electronic music being a big thing back then, but obviously it there certainly were, wasn't a big thing. It wasn't but. a big thing, but yeah, I mean, it's I always like seeing like the the origins of, of how things develop. So for my uh, classics album, um, I chose Long Season by Fishman's, and this is an album I actually pretty much newly discovered for me, or at least relatively recently. Um, I'd heard of the Fishmans before, um, but they were kind of like a like a music reviewer like cult thing that just kind of sprung up. I don't think many people knew about them five, ten if, years down the road. If I remember correctly, they actually the album didn't become well known until years after the oh, band yeah. oh, totally. had actually disbanded. Absolutely, yeah. and I think it frankly it probably had a lot to do with with rating websites like Rate Your Music, like some of the other things we've talked about, Pitchfork or whatever. Um, this album all, or this band all of a sudden gained a lot of notoriety um, many years after their their activity and, and started getting really good reviews, and especially this album. And um, I discovered it uh, recently, and I'm just really curious to uh, to see how you guys. Uh, I'm excited for that one. What you guys think of it? Yeah, it's an album I've always wanted to really dive into, so I'm excited to to finally do that. Um, Yeah, so that's it for this episode. Um, Thank you all so much for listening, um, for sticking with us throughout the whole year, and we got plenty, plenty of great stuff uh, coming out for you. So uh, thank you all very much for listening, and have a good night.